This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. couple of things, uh, trying to keep it interesting for the children and some of you adults that can't pay attention for more than two minutes. We've got Sermon Bingo down here, so if you want to come and grab some Sermon Bingo. Um, if you haven't seen Sermon Bingo before, basically you listen to what I'm saying and mark off the things that I've said. So um, I think someone's going to... You're going to play it? Yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're an adult playing, then you need to get the whole card, so you're going to have to listen the whole way through. Um, so there are there's some little rules at the top that'll explain how that works. We've also got colouring and colouring pens, um, and there's also some pens here, so you can actually, if you haven't bought your own pen, you can use one of mine. They might work. Um, I've not tested all the pens, so um, colouring pens here. So uh, and colouring. So if you if your children get are getting a bit um, uncomfortable, then you can come and borrow some pens and colour in. Can you can you bring the pens back when you're finished? When we're finished? Please. Otherwise we won't have any pens left at home. So there are some prizes as well. So if uh, you know if, if you do win it's worth winning. Um, it's not it's not just a exercise to listen. Uh, there are some little uh, little prizes. So um, people have plug devoted quite hard this morning but um, I'm just glad it's probably not going to be as hot as it was last week. Um, so um, the only thing, extra thing to mention about Devoted is if you're not booked in and you would like to come, but it's quite expensive now because the prices have all gone up, you could uh, opt to volunteer, uh, and then you could get either half price or uh, a full free ticket, depending on how much time you have. Um, but if you would like to do that, you need to do that before Wednesday. So um, I, I did mention the weather, didn't I? Okay, good. Right. So this morning, um, if you've got a card, you'll understand why I asked that. Uh, our, uh, this morning, our talk's called Our Walk with God, or, or as I've called it, Life in the Secret Place. Uh, now, we're on our um, Pursuing His Presence Sunday um, series, so we're looking at some of the things that we've taught um, at the Academy uh, over the last year. So um, this is hopefully a shortened version, because otherwise you'll all be here until tomorrow because um, when I've done it before, it's been quite long. So um, I thought I'd start off with Psalm 91, 1 to 4. Um, by the way, if you're playing bingo, don't shout bingo when you get bingo, because I'll get really confused as to where I'm at. But you can come and show me afterwards, and I'll sort the prizes out then, if that's all right. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to get so distracted. Um, so here we go. Psalm 91, 1 to 4 says... He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. So, I mean, surely spending time with God is a good idea. It sounds amazing, spending time hiding in the secret place, enjoying God's presence, knowing his uh, comfort, his covering for us. And the psalmist tells us to shelter in the shadow of his wings. But 
there's a sense that how are we going to cram this thing in as well to our busy lives? Is it just another list of things to do uh, when we've all already got nursery or school pickups, depending if you've got children or, you know, picking up the shopping? Or maybe the growing pile of washing that's uh, accumulating in the corner of the room. If not that, then uh, the work or the study that we're doing. If, like us, you feel like your life's a bit chaotic sometimes and you're racing through a never-ending list of things to do that you haven't had time to do yet, then I know how you feel and I'm not trying to make this something that is going to be another thing to tick off a list. Although I am glad that Graham isn't here this morning because I wouldn't like him to think that, that I think my life's chaotic. But there we are. So I'm going to pray and then uh, we're going to continue and see where we get to this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your presence with us today. Lord, we're so grateful that you've reminded us you're the Lion of Judah this morning. Lord, that you war over our lives, that you are with us, that you're for us. Uh, Lord, would you speak to us this morning and remind us of how wonderful it is to spend time in your presence, Lord, and help us to see that we can do things that make that easier for us. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. So if scripture suggests that spending time with God is important, then we should really think that too. And like in any relationship, what we need to deepen it and to grow it is time. And a relationship with God is no different. You know, we need to spend time to, to get to know those that we love, to spend time with them, to deepen our relationship with them, and the same with our relationship with God. If you're not really convinced about the value of that yet, then I'd love to chat to you with you more. So please do come and have a chat with me afterwards or email me. I think it's something that is key, but if you're not there yet, then I'd love to chat that through with you. But, okay, so what are the obstacles to this? Now, I wonder if one of the obstacles and a major one, is the question, why would God want to spend time with me? Or am I really worthy of God's time? And in all honesty, the direct answer to that is Jesus has placed worth in you because he died for you to give you unhindered access to his Father. And so those questions, although they are ones that many of us will think of, Jesus has answered directly through what he did on the cross. And I think really the root of those things uh, is really fear. A fear that God won't accept me, a fear that I'm not really worthy, I don't feel like he will want to spend time with me. But it says in 1 John 4:18, there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Remember, Christ took our punishment and therefore, before God, who is love, we do not need to fear. And, you know, the Bible's full of interesting characters, uh, one of whom is Samson, whose story is bizarre in places, you might say extraordinary, probably embarrassing as well when you think of some of the things that he went through in his life. But actually, if you look in Hebrews, he's listed as one of the heroes of faith. And I find that remarkable when you look at his story. And it shows us that God uses all of us, uses all sorts of people, often in spite of sin or weakness or things that we get completely wrong and upside down. We all have 
you'll be surprised to hear, the same amount of time. Now, some people seem to have far more time to do things than I have, but in reality, the clock isn't different for anybody else. And if they say that a bank account gives an idea of what our priorities are because of what we spend things on, then I, I would wonder whether the time that we spend shows our relationship priorities. The Westminster Shorter Catechism says this, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. A.W. Tozer said that to live in a state of unbroken worship is the goal of every Christian. And it shouldn't be difficult to notice Christians that are doing this. Their lives should bear a stark contrast to the world around them. In reality, we should shine like stars in the universe, like the passage says. When we're walking with God, he will show us the secrets of his kingdom. It's vital that we seek God in the secret place because out of it grow, grows all of the things that we do, whether that be for God or in him, whether that be in our public lives or in our private lives. And, in the, and as we do that, it will shape the lives of those who are around us, those we have influence on, those we lead, whether that be uh, in a sort of practical sense or in, in the sense of church leadership. When we spend time in the secret place with God, when we seek to know his heart and hear his heart for others and ourselves, when we grow in our relationship with him, then he will share the secrets of his heart with us. But remember, when you want to hear a heartbeat, you need to get close and you need to be quiet. Otherwise, you can't hear it. If you're worried about the question, what if I don't understand what God is saying to me when I stop and listen? What if I don't understand him? I think that the, the root of that question can often be that we've made reading the Bible something of an intellectual pursuit. We've forgotten that in reality the purpose of reading the Bible is to grow in our relationship with God. It's not to grow in our knowledge. It's said to spot a fake banknote, you don't spend time with the fakes, you handle the real ones. When you know how a real one looks and feels to touch, it makes it harder to uh, mistake a false one for the real thing. So when we spend time with God, when we hear his voice, when we build relationship with him, we're far less likely to mistake somebody else's voice for his voice. You, you'll be able to recognize his voice and what isn't his voice over all the other voices that are competing for our attention. So how do we discern his voice? Well, the biggest, maybe the most important thing from this morning, the biggest key to hearing God's voice is cultivating a love-based relationship with him. Now, in reality, we all go through seasons where we're worried that maybe God's gone quiet, or we used to hear him a lot and very clearly, and perhaps that seems to have stopped. And uh, one thing I read recently uh, about that kind of um, experience suggests that it's like here, like God's a radio. It's an interesting image, but bear with me. It's almost like he switched the channel on his dial, 
He's just changed the channel to a one that you haven't used before and you're not used to hearing him on. And actually, it's a good thing to, to learn to hear him in a new and different way, in a different perspective. Often we will have changed season in our own lives and actually we'll have different amounts of time than we had before and we need to learn new ways of listening and hearing God's voice rather than perhaps the ones that we've used before. Remember, God is waiting on you. You're his joy, you're his delight, and it's his delight to walk with you in life. This should be really equipping for us in those real moments when life is tough. God delights in me. He delights to know me. So the key ingredient in all of this is time. And it's not leftover time, but quality time. It's time for contemplation, for meditation and reflection, unhurried, uninterrupted time. And again, this sounds impossible in our busy lives. It is important. Yes, we can hear God on the run. We can pray on the run our busy, during our busy lives. That's okay. It's good. God is aware of our lives in every part of them. He can and will speak to us just as clearly at a rock concert or a conference or in a bus or when we're driving our car, although it's probably best to stop if God starts talking to you clearly in the car because you might start losing concentration. The bus is a better place to listen to God because you're not in charge. Well, unless you're a bus driver, then it's even worse. But that isn't always going to be enough. Someone once said, power comes from stillness, strength from solitude, Decisions that change the entire course of your life come out of the holy of holies, your times of stillness before God. My encouragement again today would be that it's possible to grow to a point where you're sensitive to the still small voice of God at any point throughout your day. He can interrupt and speak into things that you're involved in. Whether you're at work or rest, you can be aware of his promptings and that really is living by the Holy Spirit. It's being aware of his presence, whatever you're doing. Now, here comes the most important thing, I think, for me, really, is that most writing or teaching or thinking on this subject, on prayer and devotions, is written by people that would be termed introverts. And therefore, you can be forgiven to think that the only or right way to pray is alone, without any interruptions, in a quiet place. But in reality, there are many different ways to pray. There are many different ways to spend time with God, growing your relationship with him. And no one way is more right than another. The key really is, are we growing in our relationship with God? It's not, are we growing in our knowledge of God or our religiously copying of somebody else's idea of how to access his presence or be in his presence? Each relationship every one of us has will be different and as different as every individual involved. And our communication should surely reflect our personality or our upbringing, the world that we grew up in. Extroverts will be generally energized by talking, by activity, by spending time with people, whereas introverts may like being in a crowd, but are energized by being alone, usually. Extroverts are often never lost for words and are external processors. They do all their thinking out so everyone can hear it. 
whereas introverts tend, tend to think deeply and maybe then express what they've been thinking later on. And that will be just as clear, but at a different point in their thinking. Well, why is that important in this process? What does this have to do with our relationship with God? Well, the way we communicate with each other will reflect in the way that we communicate with God. Abbot John Chapman wrote, pray as you can, don't pray as you can't. Ruth Falk, who's done a lot of thought in this area, says prayer and devotional time is about finding the most suitable rhythm to enable you to develop a meaningful, vibrant relationship with God. God has chosen to make us all different from one another. Each of us must find the prayer pattern that is most suited to foster the development of our own relationship with God. John Calvin wrote this, There is no deep knowing of God without a deep knowing of self, and no deep knowing of self without a deep knowing of God. And Augustine prayed, Grant, Lord, that I may know myself, that I may know thee. I think the sense with most of those quotes is that often when we talk about our own relationship with God, we can think in a very modern, or this is a modern idea of life, that it's all about our own personal walk with God. And actually, many of these people are from generations before our own. Knowing your personality, who God made you to be, is a very important part of your journey of knowing God. As you allow your God-given personality to shape your walk with God, your relationship will be enriched. You will grow in it. You'll enjoy spending time with God more because you are enjoying uh, the way that God has made you to be. There are many different ways to spend time with God. There are many different models of quiet time. If you type it into the internet, you'll get hundreds and hundreds of things. And some of them will work for you and some of them won't. And that's actually good. That's okay. There are lots of different reading schemes and there are many ways to pray. We shouldn't find this overwhelming. We should find it releasing. You don't have to pray or read or worship in a certain way. You are free to find a method that works best for you. You're free to build your relationship with God in a way that serves that relationship best. So find ways to spend time with God that make you enthusiastic, that you find enjoyable. You don't have to copy that person, this person or that person. You don't have to copy a different person's method, but it may work for you. Or it could be absolutely hopeless. It could just make you feel dreary and bored. And actually, that's okay. You don't have to copy that person. <laughs> Some don't learn from reading. Some people learn from listening, from art, from cartoons, from pictures. Some learn when listening to music or from repetition. Some learn when they're spending time in the great outdoors or building something or being externally creative in another way. These things are meant to be tools to help us, not a stick to beat us with. So if you can't manage to read the Bible in one year, then that's meant to be a tool. It's not meant to be something that you're going, oh gosh, I feel so terrible. It's meant to help you. So the caution here is that after teaching about devotional life, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that the Christian life is all about a Bible study or Bible knowledge. C.S. Lewis phrased this problem like this. One is sometimes, not often, glad not to be a great theologian. 
one might so easily mistake it for being a good Christian. Knowing the Bible is not the same as knowing God. Loving the Bible is not the same as loving God. Reading the Bible is not the same as hearing God. The Pharisees had all these things, but not, they did not know, they did not love, they did not hear God. We could read the Bible all our lives and never hear God's voice speaking to us. We can be so preoccupied by understanding the Bible that we forget that the point of understanding the Bible is relationship with God. You can spot that when we talk more about the Bible than we talk about Jesus. When we preach more, when preaching is more important than modeling it in our lives. When the essence of teaching is more about conforming to a certain doctrine, then we're going to end up at some point with that self-righteous feeling that we're doing pretty good. And when we rejoice more in our commitment to Jesus than we do in our rejoicing in who he is and what he has done for us. This isn't our aim. It shouldn't be our aim. Our aim should be to grow deeper in our relationship with God. It should be to find ourselves caught up in his presence more and more. So be free. Go and try new things. What suits your personality? Find new resources. Find something different, something that will encourage you to deepen your relationship with God. Maybe it's a walk in the peaks. Maybe it's being in your garden cutting roses. Maybe it's a jog in the park. I don't know. Uh, You might like long cycle rides or painting a picture or colouring. There are great colouring books out there. If that gets you quiet and listening, then that can be just as helpful as anything else. Bible journaling. There are lots of Bible journaling resources out there that you could try and see if that helps. What gets you to a quiet place with space to hear God's voice? What is it for you? Maybe it's playing music or listening to music that inspires you and draws you close to God. It doesn't matter in some ways what it is, but draw close. Spend time. So to help, I've put together a load of resources that are relating to this subject. They're available on Facebook or will be at about half past 11. Um, And they'll also be on the Jubilee news feed. If you don't have Facebook, you can find that at jubilee.org.uk forward slash news. You can check them out. There's a load of books that could help you. There are options for families, for individuals, for those that are younger or older children. There's a great little book called uh, The Prayer Experiment, which has all sorts of uh, fun ideas about how to pray with your children, if that's you. There are also other books that will help you uh, find uh, and you know read more about the stories in the Bible. Experiment. If you're in a rut, get out of the rut. Keep going if you aren't and try new things. I felt what would be great to do towards the end is to pray. If you're feeling like you're in a rut with your relationship with God, I'd love to pray with you um, so that you can grow again and come and receive prayer this morning for that. If this area in your life is going well, but you want some more fresh impetus, then I'd love to pray with you again as, as well. If you aren't a Christian here but would like to know more about a relationship with God, then come and ask someone to pray with you. We'd love to do that. If you're inspired about being creative in your walk with God, 
afresh, then come and be prayed for as well. We'd love to pray for you for that. A couple of things in closing. I read this this morning on Facebook. It's a terrible place to go in the morning because you spend too much time there. But one of the things I did read that was great was if you're telling yourself you don't deserve a second chance from God, remind yourself you didn't deserve the first one either, which I thought was really cool. So if you're here thinking, well, I've tried this before and I just keep messing it up, then please come on. Love to pray for you. So no one came and did any colouring. Maybe you're all too scared to get too close in case you interrupted me. Sorry about that. So we've got the prayer experiment, which is a great little book. All sorts of different ideas. What every child should know about prayer. I haven't read that, but I think it's good. That's a good question. This is a uh, book that sort of says things like, who made God? Where is heaven? Does God sleep? Good for, good for kids. Maybe good for everyone else too, to be fair. Spirit and, sac- Spirit and Sacrament. An invitation to eucharismatic worship. Kat's read this and she says it's good, so I recommend that. And another book that we've been really enjoying is Parenting for a Life of Faith, which is the omnibus edition. It's a bit longer than the other ones and it's got some extra bits. It's great for families with young kids as well. So if you want to come and look at them at the end, which is basically now, that would be great. Sermon Bingo, come and speak to me if you've completed your sheet and I'll give you something else to do. But we've got some sweets as well. So love to pray for you if you'd like that. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.